I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. Watch this. Oh, also, we have to save the world. That's major. We can't forget that. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for the week of July 8th, 2018. This is episode 12. It's Disney Marvels, the podcast about Disney, Marvel, Lucas, Hollywood Records, or anything else that has to do with Disney. I am your host, Matthew Graken. On with the news. Artist and comic book creator Steve Ditko, who create, helped co-create Spider-Man and Doctor Strange with Stan Lee, has died at the age of 90. The New York Police Department confirmed that his death uh, to The Hollywood Reporter, no cause of death was announced. Ditko was found dead in his apartment on June 29th, and it is believed that he died about two days earlier, around the same time as Bob Crane. Uh, same day as Bob Crane. Disney has announced that it's now offering weddings at the Tree of Life, uh, Tree of Life, Weenie, more or less, um, at the Animal Kingdom in Walt Disney World, as part of its fairy tale weddings and honeymoon package. No prices are available at this t uh, during this research. Contact Disney for arrangements. Ant-Man and the Wasp takes in number one spot for the uh, for its opening weekend, taking in approximately seventy-six million dollars. So Disney takes on another number one spot and is moving right along, as kicking behind this year with its movies, doing very well. Speaking of Disney doing well, Walt Disney Company has agreed to sell its West 66th Street office in Upper West Side of Manhattan and purchase rights to 4 Hudson Square, which will become the entertainment giant's New York campus, new New York campus. They are acquiring a 99-year right for the land at 4 Hudson Square from Trinity Church, Wall Street, valued at approximately $650 million. This site will be the home to ABC's news shows such as The View, local affiliate WABC's productions, and new video streaming operations uh, present, uh, which are presently at Chelsea Markets. Good Morning America will stay in Times Square and does not include operations at the Armory Building. On to other news. Indiana Jones 5 has been delayed until 2021. Rumor has it there's been a new writer brought on to help polish the script. This movie was supposed to originally come out in 2019. Obviously that is not happening now. And that is the news for today, or this week. Now, on with the show. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. When I mention characters like 
Spider-Man. J. Jonah Jameson. The Sandman. Doctor Strange. Squirrel Girl. It doesn't necessarily... Some of them have a connection. Some of them don't seem to go with the others. But they do all have something in common. No, it's not that they're just... There's, they're Marvel characters and they're Marvel connection in that way. And no, not all of them were Avengers. But they all created by one man. One genius. That is the genius of Steve Dako, who we, like I said in the news, just lost recently. So I just want to take a moment and reflect on who, who is Steve, or who was Steve? He was born November 2nd, 1927. That's right, 16 days before Mickey Mouse was first debuted on, uh, with Steamboat Willie. He was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. He studied under the, the art, artistry of Jerry Robinson at the Cartoonist and Illustrator School in New York City. In 1953, he started working with Joe Simon and Jack Kirby as an inker. Around the same time, he also began working at Charlton Comics, where he worked, worked in many genres and created the superhero Captain Atom. And this was in, that was around the, sometime in the 60s. In the 50s, though, Steve was drawing for Atlas Comics, or the forerunner for Marvel Comics. When editor-in-chief Stan Lee, who was not happy with Jack Kirby's ideas for a kid with spider-like powers, he wasn't sure where to go next, so he saw this new kid, and he tapped him to come up with the idea. So he went to Dicko. And Dicko uh, came up with some several ideas, and obviously one stuck, and that was Peter Parker. And the quirkiness, the sass, the the not what you would expect to be a superhero character really kind of sunk in with Lee, and it was exactly what he was looking for. So Lee commissioned him to come up, you know, work this idea, and he worked on Spider-Man for for several issues, uh, creating again some memorable cards: J. Jonah Jameson, Peter Parker's boss in the the Daily Bugle and the, the Sandman, one of the the villains. So a few years later Lee wanted Daiko to take on this a comic mystic character. And he came up there and over there he came up with Doctor Strange. And the ideas that he was able to put into Strange made him kind of instantly popular. And around the time that Strange came out, that a lot of people were questioning uh, the sobriety of Daiko. It was, you know, the colors and the, the far outness of Doctor Strange. They, they thought he must have been, he must have been doing something to be able to come up with these ideas that, you know, no sober person or no person unaided by uh, by something would be able to come up with this stuff. But that, you know what? That was not actually the case. Uh, he, he 
was quite the uh, straight shooter. But sadly, that goes time with Marvel was kind of limited. And after now creating several characters for the Marvel company and with Stan Lee, he was he was kind of tired. He was tired of Stan's. Um, I'm trying to put it nicely. Uh, take all, take charge, or kind of a take all situation. Um, Steve wanted his his proper credit. He wanted credit where credit was due, and felt that he was not getting. Uh, the, the proper rights, you know, what these are characters that I created and my name's not on them. Uh, eventually that did change, but it, it took uh, took quite a lot of battling and Steve actually left Marvel. He went to DC, created some a number of characters for them for a while and a couple of other things. He worked freelance too for quite some time. Um, eventually did go back to Marvel and created the Squirrel Girl character was not with Stan. Um, but then again, he, he you know he was there only for a short period of time, and then left again and just worked independently. Um, again, on a freelance basis, uh, helping other comic companies and, and whatnot come up with some ideas and put it out there. Um, and he was doing this up until the end. So, if you ever if you were wondering who Steve Ditko was, it wasn't just Stanley who created Spider-Man. There, there's always more. And in this case, it wasn't Jack Kirby either. So that's just a little bit about Steve. Now, moving on to other Marvel-related news. I did see Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I think, okay, it does. It's not one of Tycho's characters, but I do want to. Um, I'll give you my take on it, and I, I do. I do have to say, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a well-paced movie. I thought it was the movie that we needed after Avengers: Infinity War. And what do I mean by that? Just like the first Ant-Man, it's light-hearted. It is. It's fluff. In the Marvel Universe, Ant-Man and the Wasp is fluff. It introduces some needed characters. It introduces, it moves some time points and some events along. Um, we see what Ant-Man's been up to. As the TV promotions have mentioned, if you've seen them, that the ending will blow you away. <laughs> and those words are, are at least that when I use them, I chose them very carefully. It is not an ending that fits this movie. What do I mean by that? Again, this is a fluff live just enjoyable movie. There is two ending scenes. I will not spoil it for you. Uh, two after credit scenes. One is 
much more superiorly important than the other one. One is just just like Ant Man the Wasp, fluff, fun. You'll you'll get a good laugh out of it. But that's the second one. The first one puts you right back to where you were before you saw this movie. I'll leave it at that. It may be one day later we will talk about what the significance was. But the movie in itself, I mean, you got Paul Rudd right back into the shoes of Ant-Man. Um, or ankle bracelet of Ant-Man. You have, you know, Evangeline Lilly and um, you know, just the regular cast of character. The same characters, pretty much, they're all right back. Michelle Pfeiffer shows up in this movie and it, it, she just fits right in. Uh, it, I personally kept on picturing her in a black cat suit with a whip, but in a more metallic suit with broken wings works just as well with her and, and again she just she just fits right in um, and everyone just does a good job Pena is back and what they put him through at one point I thought they underwrote the character until one point where the I'll just say the bad guys get him and it just he takes off from there and in some ways he is he's a better character to follow than Paul Rudd's character um so but it, it it's a fun movie it is the movie like i said it's the it's the movie that we needed after now you're probably wondering well wait a second Matthew, I heard this movie takes place before Infinity Wars. Why are we watching it after Infinity Wars? <sighs> Why indeed? Because it would not make any sense if we watched this movie before Infinity War happened. Um, again, without trying to go into too much detail, you... At the end of this movie, it does tie things back together. Um, but the events in this movie don't have a true bearing on what we experienced in Infinity War. It is just, this is what these characters were going through. Uh, it, it really picks up. It really picks up from Civil War. And I'm blanking on the actor's name. But the... It's the dad from Fresh Off the Boat. Again, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He does a fantastic job. He plays the FBI agent in charge of keeping up with... Uh, the, with... The, Scott Lang and his his tracking device and he's always coming in um, it, it's just the way that he portrays the character is it's kind of if you watch fresh off the boat um, you you would understand Randall Park that's it Randall Park 
brilliant casting, fits perfectly in the movie, works perfectly off Paul Rudd. He has to explain to uh, Scott Lang's daughter why her daddy is on house arrest and cannot leave the building. And he does it in such a way that you realize that one, he kind of gets what's going on, and two, he cannot understand children. <laughs> uh, he starts off with a metaphor that you think would be great. He's explaining to her that, well, you know, at school, if you draw on the wall walls, you're breaking the rules, right? And she's just looking at him. And she says, well, your daddy went to Germany and started drawing on some walls. Kind of making a reference to the Sokovia Accords. Um, and trying to explain it to a little girl. It's just, it's a brilliant little moment. Um, but again, that is just one character. Um, and just everyone, just like I said, falls back into place. And how they get things moving is kind of neat as well. Now, at first you're thinking, okay, this is going to be so gimmicky and it's just going to be, okay, just a little over the top. But it, it all works. I mean, you just think of the premise of Ant-Man and just, okay, you've taken the the what you learned in the first movie and times it by 50. And just kind of expand things out and bump things out. Okay, things cannot stay the way they were. Let's find out how they've become. So, that is my my take on Ant-Man and the Wasp. With, without, again, being too spoilery. Having too many spoilers. The, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I want to say probably in my family that saw it, I enjoyed it maybe the least. But don't take that the wrong way. My, my daughter and my wife both loved the movie. Um, my wife said she enjoyed it a lot more than the first one. She normally does not like sequels. She loved this one. She, you know, Ant-Man was okay. She, like me, she enjoyed it. She really liked this one. Don't take me wrong. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a very good movie. Like I said, it's the movie we needed after Infinity War. Um, I think some of the things that they did maybe were stretching a little bit. Um, kind of seeing some of the same gags back and forth, it, it kind of worked. I think they underutilized some characters. The ghost was a brilliant um, adversary. She does a, a great job in, you know what? Something about this movie that I, I want to point out. That if you want to take a little boy or a little girl, a little child to see a Marvel movie and you're afraid there's going to be a lot of violence, there's going to be a lot of punching, maybe some guns, and I don't want them to see that. This is the Marvel movie you can take just about anyone to and they'll enjoy it. There is the the violence is comical. Is there some gunplay? Yes. Does anyone get shot? No. Um, is there some action and some some punching and fighting and kicking? Yeah, well, of course. But it is downplayed. It, it is not. 
it shows up towards the end uh, there's some in the beginning it, it's kind of in between but it's not as heavy and it's not as dark and deep as the other movies again the villain um one of the one of the villains ghost she is you understand her but she's not she's done some things they reference some things you don't see any of it you just realize she is there trying to she has an end game she has a a point that she needs to get to and no one else understands what this need except for maybe one other person and she needs she's going to get there if anyone's going to help her or not because well it's kind of important so but is she the the dark obvious you know this person is completely evil and we cannot trust them she's not the god of lies and mischief she's not loki she is not thanos who's looking to preserve the universe by cutting it in half she is not malachi who is just bent on hell bent on destruction she is she's kind of just a cat burglar now again they do explain that oh she has done this in her past so you, you kind of feel for her she is dark she's mysterious but she you you understand you go I don't feel that I should hate her I feel sympathy for her and that's fantastic I mean you DC people or a lot of people you know joke around all oh, Marvel you know it's just the uh, you know their villains are all just copies of the the good guy with the same powers but just evil well no she's not ghost is not a copy of Ant-Man or the wasp she has different powers and I don't know if I would completely call her evil misguided yes jaded definitely purely evil mm, I don't know about that one so that's Ant-Man Wasp yeah go see it if you haven't seen it definitely see it if you have seen it let me know put it on the Facebook group and make sure while you're at it join our Facebook group it is a grown community that you know I post news fun stuff on there you know it is it is meant to be fun it's meant to be extension and you know it it's it's a growing community of like-minded people people who like Disney in, in whatever form fashion or grouping there you have an open invitation come as you please so that is facebook.com slash disney marvels podcast again one more time that's facebook.com slash disney marvels podcast tell me what you think of ant-man the wasp 
go, Matthew, you're completely off your rocker. This is one of the most brilliant Marvel movies to come out of here. Go ahead, post that on there. Let me know why, and I'll go, hey, you know what? You're, you're, you're right. Um, I wouldn't go necessarily saying it's the most brilliant one out there, but it, it is, it is, again, it's just another, it is the 25th Marvel movie, and please tell me one that is absolute garbage. You can also email the show. If you have any suggestions for the show, email us at DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, the email for the show is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Thank you for taking your time listening to my rambles on my podcast every week. Um, please keep sharing it out there, sharing with all your, your Disney friends, your Marvel friends, your Lucas friends, anyone who's in interested in this company like I say it, it is one big family of companies please let them know about the show please send it out there on the social media networks I, I am listening to the show and I enjoy it and you should listen to it too make sure you also rate the show on whatever uh, form you're listening to you go to iTunes and rate it um, Stitcher put it in hearts and whatever um, format you're listening to and also Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hey, that's another benefit of joining the Facebook group. I always post up there whenever the newest episode is up there. So you can find it, know exactly when to look for it. But if you subscribe, it should show up in your feeds automatically. Or even more fun, if you have a Echo device, go, Hey Alexa, play the Disney Marvels podcast. And what do you know? I'm talking to you. So... There you go. I apologize. I've, I've had a number of things going on this week. I don't have a quote to end with. So let me give you a bit of Disney trivia. Let me come up with a good one here for you. So I'll give you the, the question and the answer in this episode. Actually, I'll give you the question. I will start with the question. Lights Motor Action Stunt Show, which used to be in the Disney Hollywood Studios, Disney MGM Studios, the Disney Studios in Florida, which originated actually in Disneyland Paris, was originally going to be based on this IP. I'll give you a hint. It's not, it's not a Disney IP. See if you know it. You may know. If you know the answer... Let me know. Send it out. Uh, email me. Or you can put it on the Facebook group. But until that, again, thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. Well, see, that's complicated. Because when I first met Scotty, he was in a bad place. And I'm not talking about Cell Black D. His wife had just filed for divorce. And I was like, damn, homie, she dumped me when you're on lockup. And he was like, yeah, I know. I thought I was going to be with her forever. But now I'm all alone. And I was like, damn, homie, you know what? You got to chin up because you'll find a new partner. But you know what? I'm Luis. And he says, you know what? I'm Scotty. And we're going to be best friends. Okay, hold on, hold on. I like a good story as much as the next person. But what in the hell does this have to do with where Scott Lang is? I'm getting there. I'm getting there.